welcome to Aviation United by Aviation Zero. I'm delighted to be chatting with writer, poet, blogger, and author of Helen's Melons, A Positive Journey Through Breast Cancer, Helen Wolf. A very good morning to you, Helen. How are you doing? David, I'm very well, thank you. And thank you for having me. I was really chuffed to be asked. No thank problem you. at all. We're delighted to have you on today. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about your background? Uh, yeah, okay. So um, I'm 49 and I'm married with three children. Um, I was up, up until quite recently a preschool teacher in my local preschool. Um, but when I found out I had cancer and I had to have chemotherapy, I had to have some time off because you're not allowed to be close to anything or anyone that might have bugs when you've um when you're having chemotherapy because obviously your immune system is um is battered a bit by the chemo so um i had to leave work for a little while so yeah the the chemo gives your immune system a bit battering so i had to um stop work um and then while i was um at home um and obviously we then had the lockdown um i realized that i couldn't really go back to being a preschool teacher because i'm still having ongoing treatment so um i decided to resign and uh and become an author <laughs> wow that, that's a that's, big jump isn't it? it it's a very big jump i've always liked writing and i've been writing a blog about my breast cancer journey so and i'd had lots of positive comments about it so uh because i couldn't think of anything else to do <laughs> Right. <laughs> I thought I'd make it into a book. So that's my background, really, um, from preschool teacher to author. Well, we'll jump in then to regards to the, uh, you're, you're now an author. So what is Helen's Melons? Who are Helen's Melons? What is it, what is it about? <laughs> I'm, I'm dying to find out all about these melons. Helen's, so. <laughs> Helen's Melons, I'm afraid, are my boobies. Your so, boobies? Wow. Okay. They, so, uh, we only uh, yeah, met we're talking about your boobies. Okay. Uh, no, I'm so sorry about that. Uh, so yeah, uh, being a preschool teacher, you get lots of things. Uh, obviously, the children say lots of funny things. And one day, a few years ago, one of the children started talking about Helen and her melons. <laughs> so it just became it just became a bit of a joke. Right. So uh, yeah, so they are in fact my boobies, and uh, yeah, that's well, that's where that started from. I wanted to cut, you know a catchy title to uh, catch people's attention so I think it did that um I think so it yes I, I mean it's just I've got different names for boobies but uh, <laughs> yeah melons is, melons is a good one yes exactly so uh yeah that's where that came from um, so just, Jennifer, just, just jump in then to the to the um as you mentioned already about uh, you know you're going through chemo um or you're going through chemo and, and and the immune system so generally before you were diagnosed with breast cancer uh did you have any symptoms prior to being diagnosed i mean did you have regular checkups and was it based on maybe one of those checkups that it was it was found or did you experience any symptoms no i didn't have any symptoms but in the past i've i've had a couple of lumps in my breast before and gone to get them checked out and everything was fine. Um, this one, uh, I just kind of knew was different. It felt different and I kind of decided my luck was out because I'd had had two removed before that were absolutely fine and this one I just suspected wasn't good. Um, but what happened is, I've, it's about a year ago now, I felt the lump while I was having a shower 
and um, rang the doctor. And as you often get when you ring the doctor, you're about 18th in the queue. Um, so I thought, oh, I'll be okay and put the phone down. And thankfully, the next day I got a letter. Um, and this sounds like I'm joking, but it's, it's true. Um, I got a letter the next day saying I was reaching 50 years of age and um, in our area when you're 50 you automatically uh, get uh, free mammograms right. um, but they've started in our area sending out a letter to half the people that are under 50 and so luckily I got one of those letters um, and uh, made an appointment and, and went along so I didn't have any symptoms apart from I could feel a lump. Can um, I ask you with regards to the lump I mean as a very ignorant man here when you're talking about a lump i mean is it, yeah. is it a visible lump or is it a lump it, within mine, the, the boob okay my say boob or breast is that normal oh, you can say anything to me that's <laughs> fine <laughs> um yeah so i um i couldn't see it i could only feel it um the, the ones i'd had before were kind of like i'd say like little marbles sort of hard they were sort of hard lumps this one was um softer and and bigger um and it was actually under my boob right. which i thought was quite unusual rather than on the top or on the side it was it was sort of right underneath um so like i said i just kind of felt my luck had run out on on that one so um so i did go along for the mammogram um, was, a couple been, of weeks later what about then when uh say the doctor tells you that you have breast cancer. How, how do you feel as a person receiving this information? I was obviously absolutely gutted, but what happened was they told me over the phone. So I was at home and my daughter was in the room. Well, my husband was in the room as well, but I liked, as many mothers do, like to shield things from their children. So to be told while my daughter was standing in front of me, I'm getting a bit emotional now. Sorry um, no, 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 it's fine. I'm over it now. Um, yeah, it was, um, it was horrible for her to see my face and I had to tell them that, yes, I did have breast cancer. And although at the time they were able to tell me on the phone that they didn't think it had gone to my lymph nodes, um, which meant it probably hadn't spread, they couldn't tell me anymore. So you're kind of left in limbo for a little while as to how bad it is um, and what's going to happen to you. Um, so I, I had an appointment a week later. They made an appointment for me stra straight away, but in that week I didn't really know what was going on. So I kind of went to work and tried to live a normal life. Um, but it, that's very hard when you've just been told you've got cancer because obviously that word no one likes that word and you automatically think you're going to die if you're told you've got cancer if I'm honest with you sure um, so yeah it, it it floored me I should say but um I have this ridiculous sense of humor that tries to find <laughs> humor in everything in my life so I, that really kicked in and uh, really tried hard to um to make me okay but yeah that that week was horrendous I'll admit it <laughs> Can, can I ask, is it when you get the news from uh, the doctor or whoever gives you the news, is it, is it like in, I wouldn't say like the Hollywood movies or TV shows where it's kind of very dramatic or is it very kind of like, Helen, you have cancer or breast cancer? Is that how it works? 
it it was very surreal i mean like i said i suspected i had it anyway so i got it into my head that they're going to tell you but of yeah. course with any sort of negative news like that you're you, you know one half of your brain is saying uh, you're they're going to tell you you've got it and the other one saying don't be daft you're going to be fine um so yeah it, well i wouldn't say it was like a hollywood movie it was um it was just very surreal you you do kind of go into a dreamlike state and think they're joking i'm gonna wake up in a minute um yeah it was it was an odd one especially to, to be told over the phone because you can't see people's faces on the phone sure. so you can't sort of read any body language or anything not that they had anything else to tell me anyway but um just kind of feel like it would have been better to have been told in you know in person but having said that there's no nice way to tell anybody that they've got cancer so i don't you know it's just the way it happened so i don't blame anybody for that but um yeah it was a it was a strange one um and i wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy to be honest with you but um yeah did, did you have any any good support i mean you mentioned there that you know you went back to work for a week and they were kind of yeah, I had I had lots of brilliant support. Work was fantastic. They just said leave when you need to. So I stayed as long as I could until my chemo started because you just want a bit of normality in your life. Um, so they were brilliant. And um, at the hospital were fantastic. You're immediately assigned a breast cancer nurse. Um, and I could ring her up anytime I wanted to with any questions. Um, so they were fantastic. And, and my family and friends were amazing. But um, writing my blog, which then turned into Helen's Melons, the book, um, that really helped me as well. That gave me a lot of support because I got lots of people contacting me. Uh, it was a Facebook blog. So I had lots of people um, contacting me on Facebook saying that they'd gone through the same thing and offering me advice, etc. So um, there was lots of good support out there. Yeah, I must admit, I was very lucky. Very it does lucky. help, I suppose, you just said, because obviously you had your blog and then you become an author and you're writing your book now and it's probably like uh probably its own form of counseling is it a little bit where you can put all your thoughts down very much so it is a very very good source of counseling and not only for me but for other people so since so i did a facebook advert last week for the book and i've had about eight people um messaging me saying that they think they've got it or they're waiting for results and um it's helping me help other people by giving them advice from you know from my journey so yeah um i quite i shouldn't say enjoy because that sounds awful like i'm enjoying other people having it but um it's it's helping me and helping them i should say um so yeah the, that's well, been you're very, very brave helpful. i think you're very brave <laughs> what you're doing no you are you're very very brave thank and, you um, it's uh yeah no i think it's great what you're doing because as you said it's 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 making other people aware because they're listening to your story. So they're now getting in touch with you. And that's, that's the goal of this podcast as well, where um, obviously people can get in touch with Helen and her melons, but generally <laughs> um, the, the main thing is to bring awareness to breast cancer. So you're, you're, you know, well done you and you're doing a great job. So can yeah. I just ask then, Helen, what was the treatment like? Um, you know, how did you cope? So you mentioned in regards to chemotherapy and is, I mean, same again, just educational wise from my point of view. Is there always yeah. chemotherapy and radiotherapy or is it maybe just one or the other or is there other treatments involved which 
Okay, so there, there are lots of different types of breast cancer. The one that I have, or had, should say, um, is called HER2 positive. So it was a hormone-related cancer. So um, I'm now, after all the chemo and everything, I'm on um, tablets that sort of, I don't really know what they do, to be honest with you. I don't know the chemistry behind them, but I know it's related to stopping the hormones attaching to the cancer and making it grow again. Um, but yeah, there's there's lots of different um, chemotherapies and treatments you can have. I had um, seven sessions of chemotherapy, um, and then I had an operation to remove the lump, and then I had ooh, about ten sessions of radiotherapy. Um, but some people don't need to have the chemo. Some people have a full mastectomy, which I didn't need. There's all sorts of things. To be honest with you, I feel very lucky that it's happened now rather than sort of 20, 30 years ago because um, the treatments obviously weren't so good then. But, yeah, they've got lots of good treatment out there and I have been very lucky. So, and yeah, there's a lot. Lots. And how was it like in terms of how did you feel? I mean, were you knocked out when you did this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, I've got... A, 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 kind of a strange sense of humor which I tried to use through it and and I tried to be positive about everything so um if anybody reads the book you'll you'll see what I say about the chemo that what I wanted to say was oh lots of fairies and butterflies came around <laughs> and everything was perfect but um no as soon as it hit my system I was quite sick to be honest right. with you and very tired um but so you, I did, kind you didn't want to run the marathon then no that, that was no, off the I, list. I, I, <laughs> definitely off the list yeah um although i would like to do that again actually just to prove to cancer that i can do it um because i've run it twice before um and you're going to do it again yeah. of course you are i want to i want to do it again i was i was i ran it last year just before i found out i had breast cancer when i say run i mean more waddle i'm not right. i'm, not, <laughs> waddle is I'm not pretty fit but i still managed <laughs> to do it but um, yeah, I just want to prove, you know, prove to myself I can do it again after everything that I've been through. So, but the treatments out there are, are very good. So yeah, I can't diss them at all. So, so how are you? How are you now? I mean, how are you feeling now? I feel brilliant. I'm on top of the world. I spoke to um, my consultant the day before yesterday. Obviously, due to lockdown, they try not to get you into hospital too much. So. Um, um, I had a phone consultation with her and um, I'm on a couple of drugs to stop the cancer from coming back. Um, and I think they're meant to have um, uh, symptoms to go with them. I can't remember the word now. What do you, um, when you take medication and uh, the side effects, side, side effects, effects. that's yeah. the word side effects, probably one of them's memory then. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> you get a bad memory. Um, um, but I don't seem to be having any of those. So um, I feel really good. Yeah, and I'm trying to lose weight and keep get fit, fitter as well because I ate far too much while I was having the chemo because um, I felt very sorry for myself. So I've That's put normal. a lot of weight on. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I feel really well now. Yeah, back to normal completely. So, so what, what advice can you provide men and women to get checked out? I mean... For breast cancer, because obviously the stereotype is, or it's generally just specific to women, but there is cases of men getting breast cancer. There well. are, yeah, no, it it isn't gender specific at all. It, it can can be men or women that get breast cancer. So, um, 
I was thinking the other day because I was seeing on Facebook people are saying, oh, I've booked my first hair appointment or I can go and have my nails done. And um, of course, all those things are important to women and I wouldn't diss them. But what I would say is, um, and, and men, of course, um, that while you're making at your hair appointment, um, feel your boobs at the same time or just mark on your calendar sort of once a month right. to feel them because people don't do it. And, um, and unfortunately, um, sometimes it has nasty consequences. So I just, just thought perhaps hairdressers could have a little sign up in their salon saying, why, when you get home and you're looking at your new hair, why don't you have copper feel of your melons at the, <laughs> at the same time? <laughs> or, or write it on your calendar or something like that, just so that you can, uh, you remember to do it. Because yes. obviously it's, yeah. Well, even, even to, uh, maybe if couples, I mean, this probably sounds a bit out, out, out of line here, but I mean, um, <laughs> if, if it's getting frisky time, uh, maybe get your partner to, to, you know, whatever, have a look as well, because it's... Um, uh, yeah, it doesn't have... Sorry, yeah, it doesn't on? have to just... Sorry, I was just going to say, it doesn't have to just... To be lumped, some people don't even feel a lump. So you can get dimpling in the skin. I didn't have any of this, but you can have like dimpling of the skin or hardening of the skin. So it might be that your partner would notice that more than you would anyway. So yeah, you're, you're right. If you're feeling naughty, you could, <laughs> could involve that as well if you want to. <laughs> After they read Helen's Melons, they'll, they'll be very naughty, I'm sure. More than <laughs> so move, move, move on to that, Helen. So what about any funny stories throughout your journey? Um, as mentioned before, no filter. Say the, uh, <laughs> the naughtiest, funniest story you want to tell. Okay. Well, so, yeah, I've been thinking about this because obviously cancer, you shouldn't really find it funny, but I do have this very strange sense of humour. So, you know, when you're somewhere where you shouldn't laugh, so at church or a funeral or something like that, or when you're getting told off by, by your boss or something like that, my brain has this thing to tell me that that is funny and that I should laugh. So I did have lots of giggling moments when I was in scanning machines and things like that. Um, so, for example, I went for a CT scan and they told me that they were going to put a drug in me. I can't remember why now. Right. Um, but they said while I was in the machine, it might feel like I was going to wet myself. So I spent <laughs> half an hour in a, in a CT scanning machine trying not to giggle at the thought of me wetting myself in there. And I right. do actually write in the book that I, that I checked afterwards that I hadn't, because it does make you feel like you've wet yourself, but you don't. Right. Um, so I did write in the book, I checked the bed afterwards to make sure I hadn't. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, what else? Uh, lots of just silly giggling when I shouldn't do. So you have to have um, uh, echoes on your heart as well to make sure that the chemo isn't affecting your heart because with some people it can. So I did have a terrible, terrible moment where um, the guy that was doing the echo was uh, moving all the equipment around to find my heart. And um, I just wanted to giggle because I had this thought in my head that he couldn't find my heart under my big knocker. <laughs> and then the word knocker stuck in, this is in the book as well, the word knocker stuck in my head and I just, I, oh, you know when you're not allowed to laugh and you just have to, sure. and, but you can't, you can't explain to the person why you're laughing. So yeah, lots and lots of silly 
uh, moments like that. So a knocker um, for anybody that's listening in different countries around the world, yes, a knocker yes. is, is pretty much similar to a Helen's Melon, which Absolutely. is similar to a Another boom, for boom or a breath. Yeah. <laughs> yes. or what else have we got? What, what other names can be, anyway, it's, I'm sure. Oh, goodness me. There's, uh, a, there's a, ma a major list out there. I'm sure all the men. There is, like, there is a big list. <laughs> I think that I've uh, I've been to an Ann Summers party before where you had to write a list of um, words, different words for boob. So there's definitely a list out there somewhere. Yeah. But all the male um, listeners, uh, you know, write in and tell us all your fancy names. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sh I'm sure they've got a few ideas. Yeah. yeah um, so you mentioned it with regards to the book. So what what can people expect in the book in general? Okay, it's kind of, it's a blog through my journey, basically from the start, from from when I was diagnosed right up until my last treatment. Um, and it's got, it's sort of got an introduction of who I am and how my brain works and things like that. And uh, then a conclusion at the end of how I'm feeling um, with a few poems thrown in as well because I do like a good poem. Um, <laughs> and did you, uh, did you write the, these poems when you were sober or drunk? Or? Uh, oh, no, I wrote them when I was sober, yeah. Yeah, oh. there's there's one about um, cancer, um, but it does have a few naughty words in it. In fact, the whole book has a few naughty words in it, to be honest right. with you. But I've been, told, I've been told that that's okay, because when you're talking about cancer, you're allowed to swear, apparently. So... Uh, so yeah, it's just a journey through my treatment, but like I say, I've got a bit of a twisted sense of humour, so there's lots of silliness and, and humour in it as well, um, because I know a lot of the cancer books out there are very serious, which of course it's a serious subject, I know that, um, but I can't write seriously, I have to write with humour, so, um, so it, it turned into a bit of a... Uh, a giggle in the end. <laughs> oh, good. I, think <laughs> I can say that. Humour helps. I think it brings people. Absolutely. Together. Just trying to make something positive out of something so horrible, um, and it really helped me. And I hope it helps some um, other people as well. I've had quite a few um, positive comments about it. How it's helped help people sort of um, sort their brains out as to what's going to happen to them and how they can use their sense of humour to to get through it so um hopefully it'll help lots of people so where, where can you buy the book helen okay it's on amazon if you just type in helen's melons <laughs> <laughs> and hope no one's checked hope no one checks your uh, search history oh yes that'll be an um, interesting one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, or you, um i have a website helenwolfauthor.com so there's a link on that as well um and, and I also social have social media, are you on Instagram or, or you mentioned Facebook? I'm on as well? Instagram, yeah, Helen Wolf Author for Facebook and um, Instagram. So, yeah, if anyone wants to contact me, they're more than welcome. Um, uh, you know, for any reason, I can, I can um, help or give you advice or, or whatever. Um, yeah, I quite like that, that part of it all. So, uh, go for it. Well, thank you so much, Helen, uh, author of Helen's Melons, which is available on uh, Amazon. And uh, thank you so much for chatting with me today. And you're bringing a lot of awareness to, uh, to breast cancer. And uh, you're a very brave and a wonderful person. So thanks very much, Helen. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thanks.